What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Daniel from Ages. Check it out. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for spending some time with Ghost Cult. I really appreciate you. Uh, so we're on the, uh, not quite the eve, but a few weeks out from the brand new album, Uncrown, uh, out on yep. Black Lodge Records. And uh, yeah, fantastic, classic black metal sounding record, a little bit of modern, a little bit of old school, which I think is always kind of, you know, encompassed what the band does, which I like. And uh, let's let's hear about this record. Um you know, on a few listens, it's definitely, you know, got some classic themes, but also like, you know, some classic, you know, historic themes of, you know, naturalism and uh, anti-authority. But then I like that there's some other tracks that are kind of like, I'm not sure what to make of. So let's let's hear a little bit about this, you know, creation of this record and maybe some if there's any concepts around it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you um uh, you nailed it there it's, it's a, a lot of classical influences I would say I mean we, we grew up listening to the um, Swedish melodic black metal scene of the late 90s and you know like Dissection and Dawn and uh, bands like that and, and that's kind of the music that stuck with us and has always resonated with us for you know decades now so it just stood to reason that that's what we had to continue making ourselves and me and Andreas who writes everything we've been uh, in bands and projects before this but then we just uh, uh, when those projects were just disbanded we just had this uh, just a constant urge to like uh, this is kind of music that we love and we we always had this itch to keep on writing this though so we uh, we sat down and we started writing uh, you know the first embryos to what was to become ages and now we're uh, this was back in 2011 and uh, then uh, released our first album in 2015 and now five years later uh, time for the second one and and I think we're, we're going in the same same direction um, as I said, a little bit of classical, a little bit of modern. We're we have our we have our very I think like narrow uh, I set of ideas of, of how things are supposed to sound and what we enjoy and what we like to write and listen to. So it's uh, it's kind of more of the same a continuation from the Malefic Miasma that we released in uh, back in fifteen. So. Uh, but we're super happy. I mean, it's uh, it's been a long, a long process, five years of, of working on and off. I would say it's not obviously not five years of of uh, uh, hacking away uh, nine to five. <laughs> right. But um, uh, but but if we were so it's taken a long time because we've been so nitpicky and just going back and forth and really you know down to the details uh, of, of the, and we've been reworking songs that didn't feel right. You know, it just takes, takes a long time. Uh, but finally we're it's done. And, uh, yeah, August 21st it's out and uh, we're super happy about that. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it feels good. I'm, uh, I'm one of those people that actually, once a project is finished, you know, some people would just throw it away and never listen to it in, in a, a couple of years. I actually have been listening to it uh, <laughs> the day after I sent the master. I'm like, huh, is this really good? <laughs> you put it on. I was like, yeah, actually, I, I, I enjoy this <laughs> very much. So that's uh, funny. 
Nice. Well, it's first of all, it's important. You know, it's got to pass the test for you and Andreas, number one. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, I understand that we live in a very, you know, consumerist world and fans are very impatient when you get something really good like the last record, um, which was your full length debut. And then, you you know, like people are like, OK, now do more. You did something great. Now do it again. The same or yeah. better. So, you know, first of all, you're an artist and you have to, you know, follow the path you're on as an artist. And then just you have to have there's also life has to happen. Life experience has to happen in between any kind of art. So you have to live a little bit. To You can't. OK, I'll just churn out the same stuff again. And I guess some people are capable of that. Right. But I think most real artists, especially in black metal, you have to really it has to come from a personal place, like a real a personal you know, conviction or a personal history you know, whatever that yeah. is. And you have to honor that. And you just can't, I'm going to just, bu- you know, bust out another 15 or 10, you know, 12 songs. You know, it's gotta, yeah. it's gotta come from a pure place. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It's, um, I mean, we're not, we're not working in, in the, the way that we're, Oh, I can't write a song until it just comes from me from the either realm or something like that. <laughs> it's a, uh, I mean, Sometimes you have to just sit down and say, hey, I'm going to take eight hours in the studio and I have to uh, keep working until I, I get something out of it. And, and but, but that is a way that is a, a way to get into that mood. Like even if you're not if you, your day didn't start out that way and it's not grim and frostbitten uh, landscape outside, you can still, you know, dim the lights go down, start writing stuff, and eventually it'll come to you. You will, you will like, uh, just uh, dig yourself down into that, that mood of, of writing. So so it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it's just purely inspirational, purely pure just uh, um, emotions that come to you and, and the experiences that you uh, grab onto and, and write stuff. But sometimes it's also just... Uh, pure work to get get things done so uh, it's a it's a little bit of both but yes i mean black metal um i mean music in general but black metal maybe in particular is is very uh it's a very um music that is like uh, what do you call it permeated by uh permeated by by emotions and and a, a specific mindset and and mood uh, set and so so that's uh, you can't be all uh, it's hard for me to like on a beautiful summer day to just hey I'm gonna write some black metal it just doesn't really work that way maybe some people can I'm more of a I need that little uh, yeah the little uh, Swedish winter <laughs> right in my veins I would imagine the Swedish winter would make all of us very grim and uh, yeah. culty <laughs> yeah um but yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, this is a weird time in the world. Uh, as we spoke offline before we started this interview, you know, I hope you're well. Uh, I know you recently got married. Congrats! So just this year, you. you spent time here where I am in New York City. So it's just a really crazy time in the world, um, you know. And I, I think, um, you know, uh, the label and PR have done a really nice job getting you know people prepared for this record. And and you know, with that, it's it's kind of a strange time where uh, I know there are no real record release shows and there's no way to kind of hand someone your album in person. I know Sweden's probably a little more open right now than we are here. Um, you know, what's your take on releasing music in this very difficult time? 
it's very strange for ages in particular we're not super affected as far as i can know i can see him because uh, the label as you said has done a great job it seems that you you know they're they're working um doing what they can um to get the word and the album out there but and for us, in terms of live performances, for example, we, we have the ages started out as a studio band, and that's how it has been for uh, you know since since the beginning. And that's not to say that we we will never perform live. I, I personally can see that you know happening sometimes in the future, but it's not in the pipeline right now. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's it's a very strange. Yeah, as you said, a very strange time to, to release anything, and, and it's harder. It puts more pressure, I think, on artists in general to um, find other channels. And, you know, a lot of people do that uh, Twitch streams. They do uh, you know, more live uh, online live shows and stuff like that. And a little harder for us to do, uh, considering we're now just a duo. But uh, it's still... I don't know. You need to find other other ways, I think. Um, and it's very strange. I mean, I I am I feel bad for all the other artists that are deeply affected by this because there is nothing uh, nothing happening and no shows and nothing. So it's it's very strange. Um, on the other hand, you have to try to look at it from the bright side and and think that well, if I can't if, if I can't go on tour, if I can't do this and that, then well, I have more more time to write music and be in the studio and maybe interact with fans online or things like that. Well, you have to find other ways. And I think the the audience is still going to be there. It's not like when this when this uh, uh, pandemic is over, uh, it's not going to just be a, a void. Uh, there's got to be a big void to fill. It's not going to be a the limbo of nothingness so so slowly when things start opening up it's gonna go back to normal but i i assume that people will still have reservations going to shows it's gonna take a while for people to mentally be prepared to just feel safe going to the shows at least that's what i would feel sweden has been absolutely you mentioned that sweden has been absolutely stupid about this <laughs> you know i i have no idea whose uh, whose idea it is to just keep things as open now i think it's been cooling off it's actually our, our statistics are looking pretty good but it's at a price i mean if you compare it to the rest of the nordic countries um per capita it's still crazy high uh, deaths deaths and, and uh, cases so i don't know who's who made that call uh but i don't particularly agree with it i mean i, I know new york also was in a real bad place but at least you you lock down and everyone has to wear masks and all that and, and i think that's one of the reasons you you guys are a little uh right now you it's going pretty well uh, compared to the rest of your country but right and i i have made i have beat this horse dead with this joke but i do feel like in a way all the black metal and death metal bands we kind of uh wish this into being <laughs> all the songs about plagues and viruses and disease and <laughs> World-ending yeah. events. Anything. 
anything that contributes to the depopulation of this world. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, also we're, we're feeling people. I did interview, uh, Tom G warrior and we, we ended up talking a bit about the virus recently. And he was like, I was like, Oh man, it makes me sad. Like, you know, some, sometimes life is precious. And he's like, no, it isren't no you're wrong um which i thought was amazing and i appreciate getting checked by a legend that's awesome so uh you know i like your take on it and i appreciate your thoughts it's it's tough it's tough for the music industry right now um do you i don't know if you go to a lot of live music or just even your local pub has bands but do you uh you know is there a concern where you are that maybe live music is going to take a long time to come back in any form I think it's gonna take a long time and not in any form I mean it's gonna start opening up but then again it's no it's, I mean if you're gonna start opening up slowly and like hey let's start doing live shows but we can only allow a hundred people so everyone has you know a social distance or you had to put but every three chairs or something I mean that's not even that's not viable either because you know ticket sales gonna be worse and and it's not just the same so it will take some time before things you know before thousands of people crowds can gather I think I don't know about next summer because all the European festivals are obviously postponed and uh, I don't know about next year if it's gonna be just a jolly old normal or what's gonna happen but uh, uh, yeah it's it's very tricky for for me it's uh, I don't really <laughs> I don't really like going to live shows mostly because I'm also a sound engineer and it mostly uh, most concerts sound like crap <laughs> at least festivals uh, without sounding too cynical but since you know festivals are, are all it's just very uh, uh, sound checks are fast it's a 10 minute changeovers and and bands don't really have the time to uh, check things properly so it's a little bit of just like I oh, hope it's time time to go and they just um, perform and then that's it and so I'm a little bit more uh, picky with my uh, my audio quality nice <laughs> so, but I, I like going to shows that are uh, more you know tour tour packages come in or actual concerts uh, one-off shows because uh, people spend a little more time and effort to make things uh, good so I appreciate that and it's sad it's, it's strange to not be able to uh, enjoy any type of uh, uh, in real life culture at this point and you're starting to feel I, I'm sure you do too it's uh, getting a little social uh, socially uh, star starving for some social interaction and just as uh, old seeing uh, other people alive in this world so it's uh, yeah that's very it's a very anti-black metal uh, thing to say but I, <laughs> uh, i'll go one better i already have no credibility so i'll say it's like extremely unhardcore or cult to say that i have a feeling people are gonna just like say hello a handshake or hug and just cry because like we're gonna be yeah. starving for human yeah. interaction soon yeah, <clears throat> yeah. weird uh, it's a weird time but i appreciate all that uh all those thoughts um you know kind of uh is interesting i think um finding out that you're also an audio engineer makes a lot of sense when you hear this record because i think the production's terrific and um oh. you know i know there's a you know different schools of thought on black metal about what the sound should be first wave was like very diy and meant to sound not not well produced as a sort of reaction to what was going on at the time but i personally prefer kind of 
in terms of production, the second or third wave of bands that, you know, I like, I like a more pristine guitar sound. I like a really well-defined, you know, mix. So I like that this record, not only are the songs excellent, but I love the sound that sonically, like the record is great. And, um, I think it, it, it all kind of works, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I appreciate it a lot. I'm glad, glad to hear it. Uh, otherwise I'm just, uh, working blind here and then just hoping that uh, is, is this good that we're doing yeah. <laughs> but yeah I, I appreciate it it's different schools of thought I, as you said I mean there are uh, the kind of melodic black metal that we like ourselves like I mentioned before, uh, earlier I mentioned the section and, and Dawn mm. for example those are two of the bands I think that kind of touched on a uh, I should call it the new school of production techniques, I guess, without getting too technical into it. But I guess it was Don Swan uh, who uh, engineered these albums back in uh, mid '90s, and he uh, he really had new ideas and made black metal uh, take a step towards a more what what should you call it like a cl more clearer and more uh, well produced. I wouldn't want to say commercial, but maybe that's. I mean, it wasn't commercial music, but you know what I'm. You know what I mean. It's yep. more. It's not that that uh, do-it-yourself, uh, dark throne or early mayhem <laughs> kind of sound. Uh, those sounds still have their place, and the, it makes sense that the bands did the kind of productions that they did. First of all, because of lack of. Um, technical either know-how or availability so but then it came it became a sort of a self-serving goal to have that kind of production and that quote-unquote shitty sound that is more but but it goes hand in hand with with the kind of music that you would they would write and so i get that and i can still enjoy it to this day but for me personally i moved to a more polished and uh, uh, maybe not so true cult sound if, <laughs> if you're into that kind of music but it's it's still it's a continuation of what I think um, dissection for example started out doing um, earlier but I mean it's the same thing with if, if you look at uh, satiricon for example they started out very simple and now they're evolved into their own uh, very uh, dry but very clear and uh, uh, punchy sound for example and we did the went in a slightly different direction with more of an atmospheric uh, uh, sound soundscape so it's it's just uh, evolving and you know i've been doing this now for quite a lot many years so so it's i'm starting to it takes a long time to find what it is that you're looking for i feel like i'm, I'm learning new things even now i mean uh, 15 20 years after after I started uh, recording and, and mixing, and, and I'm still learning new things, uh, you know, weekly, weekly, and uh, so it's a long process. But I feel like we're with ages. We are. We're, we have, we have found uh, we found our niche and we found our sound, and now we can just keep building on it and, and evolve, evolve uh, one step at a time. And I feel Uncrown is is a step in the in the right direction. Uh, it's yeah, slightly. Uh, slightly less 
grandiose at times and uh, maybe a little more uh, grim and gloomy at times than the malefic miasma, but uh, it's still the same, uh, unmistakably the same sound and the same uh, uh, same guys. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a uh, production is, is always uh, it's, it's fun and it's uh, but it takes a long time and uh, I think people are. are uh, because a lot of people are bound to the constraints of other studios time for example studio bookings and stuff like that you have to like okay we have three weeks in the studio and we have to finish this up that's good and bad the good thing is that well we have a deadline we have it clear after three weeks we have everything has to be recorded and mixed and blah blah me and Andreas have been working continuously for so long and we can go back we can revisit old songs that just didn't doesn't kind of start rubbing us the wrong way after a year <laughs> and and then we um so we re- revisit and rework and and uh, we learn new things and we're like hey we we found this new trick so let's try that so that ta- makes things take a longer time but it's also more rewarding and we can really feel super comfortable once a once this album was done we felt like yes it, this is this is what we, I, I don't want to change. Well, there's always things you want to change, but basically the, the gist of it is like, oh, I'm, I'm hundred percent satisfied and happy with this. So it's, it's time. <laughs> nice. At the end of the day, that's what matters the most is that you have, you know, as much as you want to, you know, we all, we all want acceptance, but of course, at the same time, you got to be happy first and foremost with yourself. And I think a lot of bands don't take the time, you know, you may see it as, you know, maybe people are groaning about it, but you personally, I like that your take is, you know, like it's going to take the time it takes. And I think a lot, just in general, a lot of metal bands don't have kind of the ability to self-edit and take that patience and take that tact. And I think uh, that's why you get some idea, you know, whether it's an idea that's not fleshed out or a production that could be better. So I prefer, you know, hey, listen, you know, things like a wine and a cheese take time (laughs) to age and and be worked on and refine. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to uh, be able to self-edit. Yes, yeah, I think so too. I wish uh, more people had the opportunity to, to do that. I read so many uh, albums I feel like could benefit from an extra, uh, yeah, put it put it in the wine cellar for a year and then go back and, and think things through uh, one more, <laughs> give it one more run. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm super happy. We're privileged in that in that sense that we can just uh, keep working uh, for as long as we need. And also our label are very uh, liberal about that and open to just, hey, you know, we get a little reminder uh, from time to time, hey, how's the new album going? <laughs> like, uh, just, uh, that's a, it's a good, just pushing us, us uh, to, to finish it. Uh, but very uh, open to just yeah you know take the time that you need and uh, it's done when it's done. Uh, they they trust us to to not release anything that we're not happy with. So that feels very very good also. But hopefully, as I said, next we're probably not looking at five more years until album number three. I think I think this is a, a lot of life things that that made this uh, album take so long and. Uh, uh, and also from a production perspective, I think we have found a, a little uh, more a niche that we're a little more comfortable with now, and then we fleshed out all the the details in a different way. Because um, our first album was more of uh, 
trying our trying the wings a little bit, like see where where could things land, what could we do, how do we want things to sound, what is uh, uh, trying things. This is uh, on Crown was more about I think the songs and the lyrics and uh, getting down to the to the core of what we're more more so than like trying things out. Uh, so yeah. Nice. Uh, just as we start to wind this down, I definitely wanted to touch on the album cover. So, of course, you have themes on the album in songs like Dominionism and Undivine and Uncrowned and Death of Kings of Old. And the album cover seems to sort of call into the, those songs, or at least to me. So I love the uh, sort of the king overlooking the hellscape. It almost reminded me of Lord of the Rings a little bit. And uh, like ver- the crown, I think, particularly reminded me of like the Nazgul. And uh, yeah, I love this album cover, man. It's 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 definitely very cool and eye-catching yeah I, I i'm glad you like it too I, we we did get that comment that it that it reminds uh reminded someone of lord of the rings too and i see where they're coming from that was absolutely not our intent uh in any way it just so happened i mean it's kind of hard i guess to uh portray a defeated emperor or whatever it is without with a crown without it resembling the, the nazgul because <laughs> uh, i guess that is a crown it's a giveaway but that wasn't the intent but i, I mean i don't I, it's it's uh what it is i really love the cover uh chris cold who uh made it um really did a great job we had some just a couple of uh, uh interactions said hey this is our concept this is our idea and um, he came up with a couple of concepts and, and we just uh yeah, we fell in love with it. We we looked kind of we searched for quite a while to find someone because, as with our music, it's very you're uh, uh, narrowing down a lot about uh, lyrical concepts and also musical ideas. And hand in hand with that, you're also narrowing down what kind of uh, what your artwork album artwork could look like. So there are uh, some artists that are very well used, uh, um, very well known, but we wanted to find something a little more unique, maybe. And and uh, I, to my knowledge, I don't think yeah, this guy Chris Cold had done many metal covers before. I actually funny uh, funny thing is after we uh, commissioned this artwork, and just I think a couple of weeks ago, I saw that he posted he made a. Uh, I don't know if you're into it, but he made a couple of cards for Magic the Gathering <laughs> also uh, for the first time. So uh, I'm into Magic, so that was a fun little uh, detail. But yeah, I'm super happy about it. It's uh, the, yeah, the, it goes, uh, the album cover kind of describes, I guess, uh, on the crown, it's, a, it's a, like a failed, uh, some sort of a ruler uh, and uh, looking over burning uh, cathedrals, cathedrals and then the, uh, yeah, so the religious symbolism is uh, important to us, or anti-religious, should I say. Sure, I'm with it. Um, just as a final question, and you've been fantastic, Daniel. Thank you in advance for everything. Um, yeah, uh, just for a final thing, obviously, as we said, we touched on what a tough time this is in the world, and you've been very busy. But uh, aside from music and your personal life, like, have, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Any good books, any good albums, uh, old or new, that you've been listening to or reading or films, anything you're into to keep yourself occupied? Uh, that's a good question. I've uh, I've done this past... Uh, couple of months i've i've uh, done less than i should have <laughs> but 
Um, mm. I have been writing some music. That's uh, always a good uh, pastime. And I've uh, I've also listening in terms of music. Uh, I don't discover a lot of new, new music. I'm, I guess I'm getting old and grumpy. But I'm uh, I have one album that that um, should be mentioned, an honorary mention to one new uh, new album that I really enjoyed is. Uh, um, the new album by Wilderun, uh, Veil of Imagination, uh, which is absolutely outstanding. Uh, it's one of the few new albums that I really uh, enjoyed. I don't know if you know that. I think they're from, not from New York. No, they're from Boston. Uh, yeah, I know them well. I actually used to live in Boston, so I've actually followed their whole career. And uh, they are a very not American sounding band, actually, which is great yeah. about them. That's the best compliment, yeah. I think, uh, you could give them. They sound scandinavian positively scandinavian yeah and what's <laughs> funny is also after uh, this i i realized the guy who uh who uh, or the guy who mixed this album is actually don swana who, who makes the old dissection albums that i also <laughs> love so so he has uh he has also really uh, uh what do you say uh, evolved with the times and uh, been uh, uh, keeping up to date with the current sounds and trends, so that's really impressive. And I mean, the arrangements and songs and everything is uh, really fantastic. Um, it's not really black metal, but there's a little bit of dose of, of last beats from there and time to time. So I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, um, like new Prague, basically. Also, uh, I've listened a lot to to Megwa, uh, Polish black metal band. So we also really good. One of the few. Uh, few quote-unquote newer black metal bands that i really uh, like so uh but yeah that's uh i don't know binge watching netflix stuff you're running out of things if you have any ideas <laughs> oh yeah i mean so yeah same here um i uh for netflix i really love mindhunter which was about fbi profilers that created the program to catch serial killers in the 70s and 80s so it, there's only two seasons and i don't think they're going to make a third but if you love serial killers and you know drama and really uh actual true like cases of like true serial killers are represented uh not that we should glorify what they did but i think they're fascinating and, and humanity is fascinating and horrible all at the same time as we know so uh yeah great show it's actually produced by david fincher who did seven and zodiac and stuff Cool, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, Mindhunter. Um, Daniel, it's been uh, wonderful to get to chat with you. And again, you know, uh, what a great conversation. And this is a fantastic album on Crown. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, pleasure is online. Take care uh, and be safe. Yeah, you too. Stay safe. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.